I'm Mika McLendon, the founder and CEO of Amazing Rare Rubies. Welcome to the ABCs of Finance podcast, a podcast that is designed to enhance your financial literacy, a piece of change at a time, while encouraging you to start your own financial journey to becoming. Let's get our piece of change for today. So today on the ABCs of Finance, your piece of change is six basic things you should know about your finances. Six basic things everyone, everyone, everyone should know about their finances. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in today. Number one, the first thing is net worth. Everyone needs to understand what their net worth is. How do you do that? You take your total assets, add them up, and then you take your total liabilities, add them up, and then you deduct your liabilities from your assets. So total assets minus total liabilities equals your net worth. Now the goal is for that net worth, number one, to be positive. Number two, it'll help you see where you are in life. If you're where you would like to be, kind of tell you what you may need to start looking at to move from point A to point B. So it's really important to understand what your actual net worth is. That's number one. Number two, know the difference between your gross income and your net income. Your gross income is what you make prior to any type of deductions or taxes. So that is, for example, your salary, right? Your net income is what you bring home after your taxes and deductions. Now, why are these two so important to understand? So number one, your gross income, you need to know what that is because this is what creditors and loan, uh, to get a loan from the bank, uh, business people will use to understand what you may qualify for. So let's take gross income and think about a house, right? If you want to buy a house, they're going to look at your gross income and do the gross income about two to three times your salary somewhere in between that, a rule of thumb, two to three times your salary and say, okay, this would be the guesstimate of how much of a house you would qualify for. So if you're making $75,000 a year, that means you would qualify for between $150,000 to $225,000 house, looking at two to three times your salary, i.e. your gross income. Now, you really want to understand your net income because that's what you need to look at to determine if, you know, how much of a house note you will be able to pay, right? Because when you pay your house note, it is after taxes and after whatever you uh, uh, deductions, I can't get that word out today, deductions you may have. So you really want to understand your gross versus your net income. And again, that gross is going to be used when you're looking at people uh, giving you loans or creditors, things of that sort. Your net income is more so going to be used for your personal use so you can understand what you can truly afford to do. Number three, four, and five are going to go together. But number three is understanding your total monthly income. So this is where if you have multiple streams of income, you need to add all streams up 
regardless of what they are. If you have income that's coming in from a source every month, you need to add up every avenue, okay? And make sure you have the total of your monthly income so that you can understand what you're working with. Now, number four is you need to total up all of your monthly expenses. Now, ladies, we love to go get our hair fixed, right? That is a monthly expense. You need to make sure that's in your monthly expenses. Gentlemen, love to go and get their hair cut, a nice, nice fresh cut, little swag for the weekend. I understand, right? But that is an expense. So you need to make sure it's listed and accounted for. So we understand our monthly income, what's coming in. We understand our monthly expenses, what's going out. Now, number five is understanding your monthly cash flow which is why you need three and four, right? In order to identify your cash flow to see if it's positive or negative, you need to understand your monthly income minus your monthly expenses. And what's left is going to be your monthly cash flow. So you got to understand that income minus expenses to get your cash flow. Now, the goal is for your cash flow to be a positive, right? So you get to determine what you would like for that to be. So let's, as an example, say you would like to have $300 a month left over every month. Great. Do your total income minus your total expenses for the month and get that number to see if it's $300 or not. If it's less than $300, right, you have some work to do. You may need to look at putting a plan in action that's going to help you get to that $300. If it's more than $300, oh, that would be great, right? could look at some different savings, putting it in an emergency fund or your living expense fund, right? And we'll end up talking about those things on another episode of the podcast. But number six uh, in six of the basic things you need to know. Number six is your total debt. You need to know what your total debt is. Now, this one is near and dear to me because we know that we have debt, but people really don't understand how their debt works and even the types of debt. And we will definitely be doing a show on that. But you need to understand what your total debt is, right? In addition to understanding your total debt, you need to know your debt to income ratio. Now, the debt to income ratio is basically the percentage of your money that's going towards paying debt in a nutshell, right? But how do you calculate it? You would take your monthly reoccurring debt and divide it by your gross monthly income. Now, I know you may be asking, why am I not dividing that by my net income? Remember earlier I said when it comes down to things that people issuing loans or creditors need, they're always going to look at your gross income because they don't know what you have deducted from your check. So they have to go with that gross income. So when you look at the debt to income ratio, which is what creditors use and banks use to determine how much you may qualify for. They're going to look at that and say, you know, are you stretched too far? You know, are you looking pretty good? That's that red, yellow, green type thing that they look at, right? So they're going to use your gross monthly income. Now, here's a tip on that. You want your debt to income ratio to be no more than 36%. Now, some people will say up to 40%. Three um, percent. I'm gonna go on, you know, better safe than sorry. In 
36%. So you want your debt to income ratio to be 36% or less. Now here's a rule of thumb for you. Remember we talked about the gross income and net income and we talked about the house and how much you could afford to pay in rent is a, well, mortgage I should say. And even if you're renting, still rent, uh, that's what's going to be of importance to you. Here's a rule or, or a tip for you. When you're looking at your um, housing, you want your housing to be 28% or less of what you're actually bringing in. 28% or less. Why? Because your debt to income ratio in totality you're looking at that 36% or less. So that extra like 8% in there is for your car note or student loans and things of that sort you may have. So the good rule of thumb is you want what we call your front end debt to income ratio, which is your housing, to be 28% or less. So that's going to be mortgage, property taxes, home insurance, or HOA. All of that, you want it to be 28% or less. But in total, with your back-end debt-to-income ratio, and back-end are those other bills, right? The credit cards, the car uh, loans, the student loans. You want those to give you a total of 36% debt-to-income ratio or less. Again, some people use 43 a lot of people probably are around 43, and if you are, at least you're within the acceptable range, but it's better to be closer to the 36%. So again, six basic things everyone needs to know. Your net worth, your gross income versus your net income, your total monthly, uh, total monthly income, your total monthly expenses, your monthly cash flow, and your total debt and debt-to-income ratio. Now, I know now you may be asking or thinking, okay, how can I get started on some of this? Good question. We got that for you, right? So here are some recommended next steps. Number one, I suggest with everyone, when you sit down and do your finances, do a self-awareness assessment and be honest with yourself. A self-awareness assessment means that you're going to own up to what you did to contribute to your current financial situation, whether it's positive or negative. And don't, you know, cheat yourself. Don't lie and leave things off intentionally that you think you may get rid of or out of a little bit down the road. If it's debt, put it down, right? So write down all of your expenses, write down all of your income and do a personal self-awareness assessment on where you are and what you did to contribute. Write that out. What did I do to contribute from a positive standpoint? What did I do to contribute from a negative standpoint? And what can I do better? So number one, do that self-awareness assessment. Number two, when you write down your current financial situation, also write down some future goals that you would like to ascertain when it comes down to your finances and don't make them you know so futuristic that you can't you know they're so far off you're going to forget about them let's start small look at what you want to do in the next three months the next six months by the end of this year right what is it that you want to accomplish with your finances it could be something as simple as understanding them first right so that you can put together a plan for 2021 and you can use that right to, to begin to move you forward once you've compiled that plan. 
Now, the third tip that I'm going to give you is where at Amazing Rare Rubies, we have an ABCs of Finance class. It's a four-part series. It's done via webinar. It's a one-hour class, one day a week. And normally, we do them on Tuesdays, right? So it would be every Tuesday in August, and they are around 7 p.m. We do them for an hour. And in this, this particular uh, series, we cover all these basic things under the ABCs of Finance to help people get started. And if you find that you need additional assistance we also provide coaching and I am a Dave Ramsey certified coach and also I have the experience because I used to be in over $30,000 worth of debt which I paid off in total so I know what it's like to come from that and work your way up to the top right meaning no debt and I believe the best debt is definitely no debt. So we will be able to help you with that as well. As always, we want you to stay connected with us. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram using our handle at Amazing Rare Rubies. Remember, you can also visit our website www.amazingrarerubies.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the ABCs of Finance podcast. It's been such a joy becoming with you today when it comes to our financial literacy. And I'm so excited that you came. As always, we want to encourage you to keep God in every decision made, lesson learned, and message taught. I am your Ruby cultivator, Mika McLinden. Until next time, make it a Ruby day.